guys again. And for those of you who are brand new, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to uh, Healthy Perspectives a, with a Jeremiah, a, a, a podcast a that brings today, you current social uh, and cultural issues today through a clinical lens. Spending a lot of time. And when I do that, I mean, I, I always spend some time prepping, but sometimes uh, I, you know, the content is, is much easier for me, uh, you know, with all, all my experience and background. And sometimes it's a little bit tougher. Today, we are getting after You're the Problem segment seven, and I am bringing you a doozy. We are going to talk about uh, Hillary and Steve Crowder. And this has gone absolutely viral, but there's not too many therapists out there that are breaking this down and they're definitely not breaking it down the way I'm about to break it down. Because as you know, our problem, uh, our, our segment called you're the problem is all about empathy. So today you're probably going to look, have me looking down a little bit more. I got a plethora of notes here uh, that I want to tap into and I want to try to make sure I don't miss too many things. So hang in there. We're going to take a, hopefully a, a, a fast, but good ride down this path with Steve Crowder and Hillary. Now I'm going to preface for some of you, this is going to be a lot to take in. If you have a history of, uh, potential relational abuse, um, you know, emotional abuse, uh, problems around being gaslit, uh, these kinds of things, this could trigger you. And so I'm going to ask that if you have some of those issues that you make a wise decision for you, I'm not here to manage you. I am here to give you information, help you grow where you can. I don't want to hurt anybody. So let it be known right now that this is a tough video to watch. And it's going to be particularly difficult to add empathy if you are triggered. So I am going to do both of those things where I add empathy to Hillary and empathy to Steve Crowder. All right. So uh, Steven Crowder in this particular video, some of you are going to be like, he deserves no empathy at all. Um, wrong. All right. If you're thinking that before we even get started, you're part of the problem. Okay. <clears throat> I will explain, but I'm going to start with the low hanging fruit, the easy one. We're going to empathize with Hillary. All right. So set the scene a little bit. They, when, when this video starts, they are already in the middle of some type of a discussion, argument, a disagreement. It's pretty evident really fast. All right. So I am going to play it. I'm going to play it through. I'm going to let you see it for those of you who haven't seen it. Or if you have, I'm going to let you see what I am showing because I've seen a couple of different versions out there. Most of them are all chopped up and cut up, and I'm not going to do that. I will go back and I will pause in some places and uh, I will add empathy. At least that's the plan as of right now. <laughs> but as you know, uh, you know, I get going and sometimes I just can't stop myself. I'm like, oh, I got to stop that right there. Um, but I do want you to get a good segment going straight through it. All right. So I'm going to try to do that. It's about three minutes uh, of clip and I'm going to break it down after that. All right, here we go. And I drew a boundary. I drew a boundary. No, no, you just did. You just did it. I drew a boundary in abuse and cruel. You were not taking the car. Because if you refuse to do wifely things, then I will go pick up the groceries. 
American McGurchies. I'd be happy. Steaks! Wood pellets! My grill! I know it's not a reasonable request. But I'll go do it. How about you first? Hillary, how do you respect the man? Yes. How do you man? I'm the man. I'm the seed of love. No, no. How do you man? No, you're not taking the cup. You're not taking the cup. You are not taking the cup. Then I will ask them to take the cup. Would you like me to ask? Oh, that's right. Is that what you're asking? Give me an Uber. Okay, Stephen, I can't. Feeling some constraints? Steven. Like, I can't Steven. go, I, listen to me, listen to me, you want to walk out right now? Listen to me, I can't go to the gym, I can't go to my parents, I can't call my friends, I can't go, I can't be home, you're going to take the car and leave me here. Hillary, just think of how boxed in you've made me. What do you need me to pick up? I'll get it, I'll be back when I'm back. No, that doesn't work either, you'll be back when you're back, that doesn't work either. <laughs> I, I, do you understand the difference between my life being set to the second and you're going Steven. to be back when I'm back? Okay, I wanted to make it through the whole thing, but I'm not going to lie. That moment right there, I have to highlight this. Uh, I'm going to go back. I'm going to start over from here. Going back, I'm going to replay it um, with, with some segments. I wanted you to get a gist. This moment that we are staring at right here, right now on the video, this is a critical moment in the discussion, argument, fight, whatever you determine to call it. This is a critical moment because at this point, we enter a, a phase where the train will derail. It is it is derailing right here. I'll tell you, this, this is super interesting from a, a psychology, sociology kind of standpoint. Because at a minute 26, minute 27 in, we get to see a moment where his prefrontal cortex shuts down. Now, I will explain that later, but from here on, I can tell you the argument does not shift in any way whatsoever. The impasse that they just entered, both of them entered the impasse, but he has derailed. And I'll explain that as we go. But for right now, let's go back and I want to break this down. I'm going to break it down the first, uh, the first 10 seconds. Okay. Let's, let's start with what do we notice right away? We, for empathy purposes, what we look for is, uh, a, a body language. So the nonverbals, the paraverbals, the tone, volume, and cadence, and we look for the words. All right, those are the three things that we look for. Now, looking at the environment, let's just start with that. Is the environment safe? The environment for her is safe at the moment. All right, now we don't know how long it would be safe, but it's safe at the very, very beginning. How do we know that? She's closest to the exits. So even though we know, because we just watched a minute and a half, even though we know he's going to become pretty verbally aggressive in his approach, um, which I'm going to suggest 
Uh, he was not as verbally as aggressive as many of you might think in that first minute and 30 seconds. It wasn't pretty. It was, you know, definitely not one of his better days, I'm assuming. I hope. That's what we hope, at least. But his aggression is still relatively passive. How do we know that? He's sitting. She's close to the exit. She can go through the house. She can go out into the yard. She has ways to get out of the situation, at least at the moment. Now, we don't know. Maybe there's some history there uh, that that would uh, lead us to believe that maybe she would be trying to get out and then he would run her down or something of that nature. I, I don't know that that's the case. I also don't know that it's not the case. Um, but at the moment, she's in a good position, a safe position. All right. We also notice she is pregnant. Big old belly. Love it. It's beautiful. I love when, you know, women are pregnant. They, there is, there is just this natural beauty to that. Um, but it also comes with a fair amount of discomfort. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. Uh, we also notice the dogs. Now the dogs in this situation are pretty relaxed. So a couple of things from that, the one I don't like, that means that the dogs are familiar enough with this kind of argument in their home. Not a big fan of that. All right. One of them does exit the room and goes inside. And that could be for a lot of reasons. Maybe there's food, maybe there's water, maybe there's something in there that the dog needs. But if you pay attention over a three minute period of time, as this goes on, the dog doesn't return, which dogs are pack animals. So that's an indicator of, you know, some of the level of discomfort. The other dog seems much more comfortable, but then there's this thing about the dog being medicated. So we're going to get into all of that, um, but not, not with depth. All right. So the first eight seconds uh, what you know, she, she says that is abusive. She highlights that around the eight second mark. All right. We learn it's about control of a car. So far, the behaviors don't suggest abuse though. So first eight seconds. I drew a boundary. I drew a boundary. No, no, you just, you just did it. I drew a boundary of abuse. You are not taking the car. And then his response is you are not taking the car. Okay. At that moment, she begins to feel trapped. What do you do if you feel a little bit trapped? Watch her body language. All right. She said, Stephen, like she's saying, really? Do you want to go there? The tone is saying that. The words are saying, Stephen. All right. So we're paying attention and it's easy to empathize with her. You know, anybody who makes you feel trapped, it's that's a, a frightening proposition, at least in terms of emotion, uh, safety regulation, that kind of thing. But watch her reaction to it. Because if you refuse to do white food things, then I will go pick up the groceries. She immediately starts packing things up. She's getting ready. She's like, yeah, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. And I can empathize with that. To be put in that position, that's awkward, uncomfortable, and not relationally great, okay? So she is being put in a bit of a position, all right? At uh, the, the comment of the wifely things, um, he introduces here in Word the, uh, the roles in the home. Now, is that a wise way to put it? Yeah, probably not, Okay. But in their home, we don't know how they have established the rules. 
So from a therapeutic lens, to judge that part of it right now, uh, what I can tell you is it sounds degrading. The tone, volume, and cadence don't sound uh, you know, loving and kind and respectful. And his body language at that moment is still pretty passive. Okay. A little bit more hand gesturing. So we do see that. All right. Let's let's go on a little further. I have steaks. Wood pellets. My grill. I know it's not a reasonable request. Okay, so this is all about a car, right? That's pretty ridiculous. Most of the people who've seen this go, okay, well, Steven Crowder, he's he's not hurting for money. Um, they, you know, they could pro- probably have more than one car. We don't know if a car's in the shop or something like that. Again, I'm infusing empathy. The possibility that there's a lot of explanations, not just the one you want to have. So why do I say that? Because to empathize with her, we have to go, oh, there's an imposition thing going on here. To empathize with Hillary, we're like, ah, there's a limit that they're bumping into together. And she's ready to go. She wants to go. It's not she's going to go later on. It's she's ready to go now, all right? He is saying, like more or less hypothetically, well, I got to do this and that and that. And what's the timeline for it? Hers is, I'm ready to do this thing. I'm ready to do it now. And as a pregnant woman, when they're ready to do something, I'm not going to lie. I got to put empathy there and say, yep, it probably needs to happen because you get, you get a pregnant woman going. Um, it's It's more difficult. Life is just more challenging. Everything, getting up from the couch, more challenging. Walking, more challenging. Driving to the store, more challenging. And so when a, a pregnant woman gets to that point, it's like, hey, now is the time. Like, you know what? At that point, I mean, I'm saying, dude, suck it up because she's ready. You know, you adjust to her schedule because why? Because she's dealing with a lot of stuff, no matter what's going on in her day. Okay. All right. We're going to keep watching on. First. Hillary, how do you respond? Yeah. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a Stephen Barber. No, no. I'm a man. No, you're not taking the And she's heading out. At 37 seconds, you know, she's seen that the trail, the train is going to derail. She already knows that. That's why she started packing up, but it hasn't derailed yet. At 37 seconds, she's just pushing the issue a little further. She's like, you know, I'm not doing this. I'm out of here. And he begins to change his tone, his volume, his cadence. Listen, you're not taking the car. Listen to him when he says this. And she grows concerned about getting out and getting those tasks done. You're going to see that play out right here. Steven, You're not taking the car. Steven, you are not taking the car. Then I will ask them to pick me up. Would you like me to ask? That was that was a beautiful reframe from her. If I'm empathizing with her, I'm like, good job, Hillary. Great job. She reframed. His tone changes. She says, look, okay, I'll come up with a different option. All right. But then his response, oh, take an Uber? Really? She's coming up with perfectly viable solutions. Now, maybe. If I'm I'm empathizing with her, as I empathize with her, I go, 
you look, chances are she's she's doing a good job there. It looks good. Um, she ha- has come up with another solution. So there's effort in the direction that they're wanting to go. But he doesn't like her direction. And at that point, it's like the train is picking up momentum. His his tracks are coming to an end. All right, you're going to see that. Okay, Stephen, I can't. She's exhausted. Like, I can't go. Listen to me. Listen to me. You want to walk out right now? Listen to me. I can't go to the gym. I can't go to my parents. I can't call my friends. I can't go. I can't be home. You're going to take the car and leave me here. Hillary, just. And he flips it. Now she's there going, I'm ready to go. He says, oh, you're feeling the constraints. Let me rub that in a bit. And it hurts. Like you can, you can tell it hurts her. So if I'm empathizing with her, I'm seeing the pain. I'm seeing the suffering, the, the feeling of being trapped. And unfortunately, at this moment, I can look at him and go, he knows it. That's not great. That's not great. Um, you know, he begins to complain about being boxed in and, you know, actively boxing her in simultaneously. That's ironic, problematic and ironic. And she immediately redirects right here. Think of how boxing you've made me. What do you need me to pick up? She redirects again. She's giving him ways out. What do you need me to pick up? Unfortunately, he declines the help. Get it. I'll be back when I'm back. No, that doesn't work either. You'll be back when you're back. That doesn't work either. <laughs> Tone volume cadence, people. Tone volume cadence. That doesn't work either. This guy knows how to use his paraverbals to control situations. He's very good at it. And we can tell. Uh, I'm not saying this because I like or dislike Steven Crowder or Hillary. I'm saying this because this is empathy training, folks. And this is a great opportunity to practice. Can you see both sides? You understand the difference between one life being set to the second and you're going to the back on back? The only way out of it is discipline. Did you hear her right there? The hopelessness sets in. She knows this train is about to derail. She knows it. She's been through this before. And he immediately obliges with running the train right off the track. It's the only way out of it when we're at an impact. He already did pass. Good. Because you can't have any discipline. There you go. You throw your hand. You give up so easy. And he begins to attack as his train is flying off the track. And that's a problem. I'm happy to play the rest of this, but I want to go back and I want to empathize with him, which is going to be really hard for some of you. All right. First, he's sitting on the back uh, couch in the, it looks like in this outdoor area. All right. We don't know what precipitated this situation. Okay. So I want to start with that. I want to start with this. What would your life look like if I caught you at your worst moments? That's empathy, people. Look, I I love my wife to the ends of the earth. And I have done some things, some regrettable things in conversations with her. Saying things I shouldn't have said, 
behaving in ways that I don't condone in my own world. And I've had to reconcile with her and with myself. If I caught you at your worst, what would that look like? And I don't know if this is his worst. I can assure you it's not his best. Empathy, folks. If you can't do that, you're part of the problem. You really are. If you can't think about why and how people become like this, you're not empathizing and you're part of the problem. That's right, folks. In his world, it's possible we are catching him at one of his worst moments. I mean, maybe he's out, had other bad ones. We are definitely catching him in incongruence. His body language, his words, and his paraverbals are not saying the same message. He is not at his best. That is for sure. We can tell that. We don't even have to know him to tell that. We are also not necessarily catching her at her best. There are moments where she sticks up her hands, pointing them at him. If you didn't notice that because you're so wrapped up in the way he is handling himself, that's probably not her best. Mostly she's distraught. Could you imagine a scenario where he's frustrated as a husband trying to figure out how in the world do I make my wife happy? And not being able to navigate that. I've been there before. Now, would I go about it this way? I hope not. I've made my own mistakes, but I hope not. It's not the greatest way. But you can imagine a scenario where he wants to fight the fight. The first minute and 25 or so seconds. Believe it or not, he was probably fighting the fight. And how do we know that? Because he was incongruent. He was trying to figure it out. But from here, he gets mean. You, know, you give up so easily. I just said the only way out of this is discipline and respect. You said, then we're at an impasse. Steven, no, we are at an impasse, okay? I love you, but Steven, Steven, your abuse is sick. Watch it. Watch it. You see those hands? Do you see her actions? He... Like, look, we're not talking about physical threat, but he's feeling threatened there. If you can't see that, you're part of the problem. You don't have to like what I'm telling you. It's right there in front of you. It's real. She does a good job overall. He does a less good job overall. But you can tell up until here, he was fighting to try to figure out how to navigate this. He wasn't doing a great job of it, but he was still in the fight for the solution, sort of. From here on, not so much. I'm going to let go. I'll get what you need to do And I, I need some space. We need to just stop and baby for a little bit. Now he starts fighting against her on purpose. I don't love you. That's the big Ouch. I've never received love from you. And the fact is, when I don't look, I need an A, B, C, and D. We know the hurt is real when he says, I 
have never received love from you. He's doing that to hurt, but he's doing it also because he's hurting. Whether you agree or or not, that's what that's what's happening right there. That's empathy, folks. Infuse empathy in here. It's hard work. That's what we have to no. do. No. But I love you more than life itself. Okay. That's pain. No. But I love you more than life itself. That's not pain. His prefrontal cortex is shut down from here on. That's the meaning maker, the ability for him to make new meaning, make sense of things. It's gone. And from here on, the train has derailed. Hillary, you're right, right in that. Become someone, let's see day in and day out, worthy of a wife, worthy. No, not as a wife. I didn't say as a wife. He makes this a male female battle thing. Probably not the wisest idea. I, I love you. I'm committed to you. Are you committed enough to do those things? I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to. Are you committed enough to do those things? Now he's testing her love. I mean, <clears throat> not good, but he's needing to hear the "I love you." in a different way than she's willing to provide it. Unfortunately, that's what we're dealing with here. All right. What does that mean? Uh, think about your love languages, you know, your, your words of affirmation, that's not working. Uh, your physical touch. She's probably not interested at the moment. Um, you know, uh, uh, there, there's five of them. You know, like we, I've done other podcasts on it. I don't want to waste your time. We can go over that at a different point. You're not committed to anything. You're not committed to anything. Now he's just you being just a jerk. Walk the dogs, put on some gloves. Walk the dogs, he's saying, prove it to me. Show me you love me. Are you committed to anything? I'm going to just walk the dogs, put on some gloves. Are you committed enough to get the medication and gloves? Look, this was a tough one to watch. Um, I, You know, I don't... Uh, I don't condone this type of communication. It's not the most effective communication. And I wish that he had uh, done it differently, but he didn't. And what does that mean? That means he's got work to do. At the end of the day, he's got work to do. It also means... She knows also how to trigger him. She really does. I'm not justifying his behavior, his words. I'm just telling you this kind of an argument, there's, there's two sides to it. And if you can't empathize with both, you're part of the problem. Let's not be part of the problem. Let's, let's catch you on your worst day and make it go, go absolute global. Let everybody in the world see it. How good do you look? Look, we got to be able to empathize with this kind of stuff. Folks, our world is not going to get easier. It's getting more complicated. Infuse the empathy. You deserve it. I deserve it. They deserve it. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.